There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spin FL. What is up, y'all? It's John the Rollins. Skiff Misara. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about donuts. Let's go, donuts. <laughs> I, gotta do I gotta turn the sound effects down on this thing. Jeez Louise, air horn. Mm. <laughs> we were actually talking about donuts just before we pressed record. Yeah, man. Uh, and it's not even. It's not even a an argument or a conversation, but Krispy no. Kreme are Krispy Kreme, which you Swedes don't really know. They brought are, Duncan out here. What were they thinking? And it failed, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, because it wasn't. I was Krispy to say, Kreme. bro, you gotta, you can never underestimate the power of the hot fresh now button. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> so yes. for those of you who don't know, Krispy Kreme is like. What is it like? A hundred years old? I mean, it's been yeah. around forever. Yeah. It's a very old school place. They make some of the best donuts you could possibly imagine, mm-hmm. and in every yeast. town, it's yeast in them. Yeah, and in every town that has one of these old school Krispy Kreme facilities, they have newer ones now that look all fancy. But I, we used to have one right around like the, the corner. conveyor belt and shit. Exactly where yeah. they got the whole front. It's like a storefront windows. You got the conveyor belt. You can sit there and watch the donuts go through. But the beauty is, is that most of the old school and, and the new ones too, mm. they have a neon sign that says hot, fresh now. And if you drive by, I remember I have, I love this. I'm so, it's so funny that you brought this up. <laughs> I used to work at this bar, uh, in Atlanta and I drove every night when I drove home from work, I would drive on Ponce de Leon Avenue right by the Krispy Kreme and every night and they're open 24 hours. They're making donuts all damn night long. Right. One night I'm driving home. It's four o'clock in the morning. I drive by the Krispy Kreme and out of the corner of my eye, I see this little flash of light. (laughs) And I turn and I look and it's the first time in my life. I actually saw the hot fresh now sign actually turn on. Yeah. Right. It, it, it previous to that, it was either on or it was on off. Or off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and this thing just turned on, and I shit you not. Four o'clock in the morning, there's nobody out. I'm the only person on this four lane road. I pulled up on the emergency brake, and did like a whip turn. This is like. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was twenty. I was twenty one and a fucking idiot at the time. Yeah. So I would never do that now. Oh. I would make a responsible three point turn. And, uh, <laughs> But <laughs> you hit him yeah. with a Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> I, I totally did. I hit him with a Starsky and Hutch, and I whipped right into that parking lot. And I was like, "Give me a dozen hot, fresh now, Ooh, motherfucker!" Yeah, so good. a dozen too. Ugh. Now they have. Now they cheat a little. Well, whatever. They, it's not cheating. It's smart. But they have an app now. So uh. Krispy Kreme, you can get the Krispy Kreme app, 
and and you can pick your favorite location and they'll send you a push notification when it's the hot fresh now button yeah um which is a little different but it's kind of fun too it's we yeah. did that when we were in the states and my yeah. kid one time when the kids were little we were in in atlanta and we were trying to explain this whole hot fresh now phenomenon to them <clears throat> and we were staying with someone who had the app and the app the notification came in at like 11 o'clock at night mm. kids were in their pajamas they were probably like eight and ten or something yeah. at the time and i was like all right come on go, go. It, it's happening it's happening and they're like <laughs> really like they were i was like yeah don't get changed stay in your pajamas we're jumping it they thought they were like oh my god this is amazing like <laughs> yeah. eating crispy cream in pajamas man what's closer to heaven than that <laughs> dude <laughs> oh man but we got some football that happened uh this uh right right (laughs) this week uh it finally happened everybody skiff overtook me and flip him and pick him and uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's still a couple weeks to go yeah it's not over but it's over (laughs) no you you gradually uh walked me down as they say Mm. And uh, yeah, whatever. I'm not mm. sad. I'm not sad. Mm. So, this bitch. Uh, <laughs> 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 nah, I uh, I don't know. I'm, and I'm sad that my team lost too. You know what I mean? Mm. It's just like everything is just. I'm at the bottom of the barrel in the uh, <laughs> flip them. I mean, in the pigskin pick them league. Mm. It's just, it's just. Yeah, it was it. a, it was, it's a rough week for your Dolphins. I mean, we'll obviously get to it later, but yeah. <clears throat> um, for me, it was great. I, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed my Falcons being on a bye week. Yeah. Um, I did not I lose. Mean, we could not, we could not lose, and we obviously have the promise of a, of a new mm. ent- entity under center. Uh, that we'll talk Do you talk think this was more. the plan the whole time? You know, it's funny. I, I did think this was the plan. I mean, it obviously makes sense if you're going to make the switch to do it uh, after weeks, a bye week. Weeks, uh, yeah. um, but at the same time, I, what I did not know as of yesterday was that they're putting Mariota on injured reserve because of some kind of a knee injury. So I think, uh, it, I think there's probably more than one reason that this switch is happening now. Um, and it kind of confirms what I had said all along that I'm uh, somewhat convinced that Arthur Smith needs Mariota to get injured for him to truly make this move. That's weak sauce. It is weak because I, I, I think he wants to be able to do it without having to take the blame for doing it. Um, but at this point, I think, you know, either way, I think he's made the right decision because, I can tell you from a Falcons fan perspective and someone who who knows a lot of Falcons fans, I, I don't know anybody who doesn't feel the same way that I do, which is like, you know, we just want to see what he looks like. All right. If he sucks, fine. Then then we know we need a quarterback in the draft. That's great. But just show us what he looks like. Like yeah. <clears throat> we're none of us were really ready to blame Arthur Smith if Desmond Ritter sucks. Exactly. We just want to know. That's all. Um, so I think it's sort of best of both worlds, to be honest with you. And I, I, I we'll see. It, it'll be yeah. We'll all see. the excitement will lead up to the game, and then of course, 
at the end of the game, we will either continue to be excited or we'll be like, well, that sucked. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the uh, excitement in Las Vegas? Do the, is there any excitement in yeah, Las man. Vegas? <laughs> I'm worried about them, man. They, they're five and eight now. Uh, they lost to the Rams, the lowly Rams, who came out firing, man. They, they're like, they got no draft picks. They're still out here playing spoiler the rest of the year. I mean, this in a lot of ways is one of the stories of the week. You obviously have, you know, Baker Mayfield. This is literally two days after being claimed off of waivers. Rolls in to town, rolls into Hollywood land, uh, and produces an ending that would be so cheesy on paper if you wrote it. Everyone's like, oh, it's like a Hollywood movie. And I'm like, this would be the worst Hollywood movie you could possibly write. You know what I mean? People would be like, this is too cheesy. We can't do this. Uh, in, in all actuality. A shit bowl brought to you by XLEX. True. Yeah. Because, that, that, yeah, and you're absolutely right. Because uh, in all, most people are just focusing on how this game ended. Mm. Right? Um, but, you know, like any good movie, the, the middle part needs to yeah. be really good, too. And, and that was not the case. Um, no. um, but this was a they very started interesting... off strong. It looked like it was going to be a blowout. It, it, it was sort of a weird start. Kind of curious what McVeigh was up to because, you know, Baker didn't start the game. John Wolford played the first mm -hmm. drive. Um, he he did nothing um, in that drive, and then all of a sudden, I, I think even the announcers were sh shocked when they mm -hmm. came out for their second drive. I was like, "What is that, Baker Mayfield? Like what?" Okay, all right, so Baker's in the game. Uh, and he did uh, virtually nothing to affect the scoreboard until the fourth quarter. Mm. I mean, they were down 16-3. to three. Uh, Cam Akers scored a touchdown at the end of a very long 17-play drive. Yeah. That ate up, like, over nine minutes a clock. Um, <clears throat> and then the Raiders went out there and raided uh, uh, <laughs> McDaniels on a fourth and one you know, punts the ball back to the Rams yeah. uh, with a, with a minute 35 to play. Uh, I obviously, you know, trusting his defense, I guess you could say. Um, and, you know, but you, you do have one of the best running backs in football and you only need one yard. So there's that. Um, I mean, yeah. and, and they tried that, but, but they basically called like when it was like, First, you know, first down, second down, third down. They basically called the same three plays in a row. Josh Jacobs up the middle. And I was like, okay, well, maybe throw something else in there. <laughs> uh, anyway, <clears throat> the Raiders punter did his job. He pinned the Rams on the yeah. two-yard two yard line. Um, but that is pretty much when Baker Mayfield turned to Sean McVay and said, bro, hold my fucking beer. I'll be right back <laughs> because he goes eight plays, 98 yards. And he ends the whole drive with a 23 yard game winning strike to Van Jefferson. Yeah. Maybe eight seconds on the clock, dropping that shit right in a bucket. It was his a perfect pass. Like his best throw all year. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, very cool ending. I would argue that it's not a complete Hollywood ending. If it were a Hollywood ending, 
there wouldn't be eight seconds left on the clock. You would right. see that one switching yeah. to zero. It would be all zeros. So let's, everybody yeah. needs to calm down. Um, <laughs> uh, but I will say that, you know, obviously, just the idea if this was a move, like leaving Derek Carr with eight seconds to throw a desperation pick, that would get cut out of the script. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, that, yeah. that's just sort of an anti climate. Like what's, yeah. no. Um, anyway, th- there are a lot of things to point to the Raiders side. Um, regarding how they blew this game. Um, you've got Carr throwing a red zone pick at mm-hmm. one point in this game, which is awful. I mean, it was like a floating beach ball. Yeah. That that pass. But his he got hit in the he got hit in the tricep, right? It, yeah, maybe. But still, it's one of those where you're like, oof. Yeah. Um they had an offsides on a fourth and short. Mm-hmm. Um when the when the Rams were lined up to punt. I mean, it's like, what are you doing? Like, you gave them a first down. And I think they that was the first – they needed that touchdown. That was the, not the last touchdown, but that was the first one that they scored. So it was part of the comeback. Um, but how many times can you go to the office, to the principal's office, before you finally get expelled? <clears throat> you know, I think um, – This is going to wait it out? I Well, I find it kind of – I mean, if you really listen and read – about you know not all not all coaching situations are are, are equal um in, in part based on the teams that they coach for um there seems to be the assumption that the raiders are one of the um are one of the least cash rich teams in the league okay um why I have no idea. Like you're you're in literally the gambling capital of the universe. Like mm-hmm. how are you the least uh, cash rich team in the league? Um, Maybe but, because they're in the gambling capital of the universe. But also they, I mean, they have one of the biggest brands. I mean, like yes. I mean, you travel around the world. Like if you walk into a store here in Stockholm, I mean, even even though most people don't even know anything about football here, I mean. You're going to see a Raiders hat. Um, you're probably going to see a Patriots hat. Um, you know what I mean? The brand travels. Yeah. It's mostly thanks to the, you know, the '80s and '90s hip hop culture really yeah, exactly. popularized uh, the Raiders. Um, but it, it's my impression that they can't afford to fire him. That that's based on what uh, I've okay. read. They cannot afford to fire him. Uh, stuck with a, another and it year. might also be because of you know they're still paying John Gruden too, right. so there's that. Uh, I don't know, but it, it'd have to be hard to be a Raider. I, I have empathy for the Raiders fans. Um, it, the, a lot of their situation and the way that they, you know, Raiders gonna Raider like it's very reminiscent of what happens to the Falcons uh, year after year. Yeah. Uh, so I feel for you, Raiders. I, I feel like we have a. A common bond in our misery. Mm. The mm. Uh, the Jets put up a good fight against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did. Just, Man, Mike White took Mike some sacks, White. didn't he? That one hit to the like I don't know how he survived. His body got folded in half. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah, it's oh man. Bro. But he, he came back later, but he had to go and throw his liver up and then come back <laughs> to the field. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The weather was was awful in this game. Um, both defenses came to play mm-hmm. for the majority of the game, so it took a long time 
for anyone to score any significant points. I think they had like 10, 10 punts between these two teams before, mm-hmm. before Buffalo oh, finally found pass. the end yeah. zone. Yeah. Um, that was a bizarre touchdown by Dawson Knox. Did you see that where he flipped? He, he, he runs towards the goal line. Oh yeah. He gets hit. Dawson Knox, yeah. He's Dawson Knox is flying through the air in, in a full flip. And the, so his his helmet nearly touched the ground and during the flip before he actually any of his body touched the ground the ball was outside of the end zone but by the time he had completed the entire revolution yeah. like suddenly the ball had broken the plane before yeah. he kind of yeah, slammed into cool. the ground it was like whoa yeah. that was dope um the jets tied it up out of the half on a nice 10 play drive uh and you you kind of got the feeling that they found something interesting in this running back uh, Donovan mm-hmm. Knight. Man, it may be something about good. it. But you got to remember that Saleh came up under Shanahan. Right. And it might just be like that whole thing with just running back, just plug and play. It, it does appear to be, or, or, you know, at the very least, they appear to be good at finding talent. Yeah. Um, but either way, he, I mean, what is he? He's, where was he on the depth chart? at the beginning yeah, of the season yeah, three exactly. or three or four you know what i mean it's like um anyway um you know i don't know what to say about josh allen he wasn't it wasn't uh, great jets, uh, jets are really good on defense man mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's that man they just they're just gonna make it tough for anybody so mike white threw the ball 44 times man yeah he did. He threw the ball 44 times without throwing a single touchdown pass, <laughs> um, which is kind of interesting. Uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, this was one of those games where I, I would give more credit to the Bills' defense, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, the way that the, Ed Oliver, Matt Milano, Jordan Poyer, Greg mm. Russo, these dudes were just absolutely brutal. I think they had like at least 10 QB hits in this game, plus Oof. the three sacks. Um, it, also bad news for the Jets. I don't know the result of this, but they they lost Quinn and Williams yeah, in this game, that, who's, yeah. who's definitely the heartbeat of their defense. But he did walk off the field on, under his own power. So I, I do hope – I hope he's able to continue playing because I think they could be in a little bit of trouble if, if he's out. Well, I want them to be in a little bit of trouble. True. Yeah, sorry. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Speaking uh, of trouble. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, the, the masseuse, I mean, the massage recipient. Was yeah, this, the sexual predator looked a little more like a, a real quarterback this week. Yeah, man. Um, but ultimately, up. he kind of sucked ass. He was 26 for 42, 276 yeah. yards in the touchdown. And a very bad pick. Um, yeah, Jesse Bates was like, "Ooh, thank you. I'll take that." Uh, <laughs> what was he throwing it to? Jesse Bates. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the Bengals have have struggled, or shall I say, struggled, um, <laughs> beating the Browns in the last few years. So y- you could tell that they were kind of careful coming mm-hmm. out of the gate. They didn't want to make any mistakes. Um, but once they got cooking, there was no doubt who the better team was. Yeah. Um, Burrow was not terribly accurate. He was only 18 for 33. Um, but he did throw two nice touchdown passes. 
um, plus a pick. That pass to Jamar Chase. How did Chase catch that, man? I don't even think Chase knew he was getting the ball. Yeah, it's like, like he the just ball tur- just went right into Like, he had no choice but to catch it. He just turned around, and it was in his gut, and he was like, oh, fuck. And he I thought it was a pick. I thought it was definitely a pick. <laughs> he put that squeeze that in there, man. It was like a dart. Um, and then the other one was also nice, the the, the flea flicker. Um, mm, yeah. To, to uh, everybody's favorite uh, trailer park boy, Trenton Irwin, with the mullet, hanging out the back, <laughs> catching a wide-open 45-yard touchdown pass on his birthday, no less. Oh, cool. So, Happy birthday to Trent. Happy Irwin. birthday to him. Nice uh, The Browns did score to get within ten, um, but that's when the Bengals D basically kind of stepped up and just shut this whole thing down. They had two sacks in the game, uh, plus nine QB hits. Watson was under pressure all day long. Um, how was the how your man Nick? How your man former Bulldog? Oh, we're not talking about that. Well, actually, that was the last thing I had to say about okay. this game, that, that my man, former Bulldog Nick Chubb, had a day to forget with only 34 yards rushing on 14 yeah. carries. I think he only had six yards in the second half. Damn. Um, which, but it's like the, the Bengals, man, that defense, they just they take it away what, you, what you're going to do. And- correct. And But ultimately, I was very happy to watch, you know, this shit bag of a human being lose another football game. Yeah. And also very happy for Saga who due to the nature of the opponent was kind of extra hyped and locked in for this game. Like she oh, was nice. kind of, you know, she was, you know, that kind of game where you just, you just really want to beat the shit out of like she yeah. was, she was locked in. Um, <laughs> so I was That's happy good. for her for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Then we Next had up. the uh, Vikings Lions with the game of the week. Oh, we do. Shit, I'm. I don't have that in my. Oh, you wanted the picks? We'll go. We'll follow the picks game. I have Texans Cowboys. Yeah, Texans Cowboys. We'll do that. Uh, the the Cowboys squeaked by the mm. Texans to let us know that they're not as real as we thought they were. And you, I remember you called one percent stupid. I I was being facetious. <laughs> You were talking about the 1% of the people that picked the Texans to win this game. What were they thinking? And the Texans, man, Lovey Smith cost them that game. That's all I can say. I'm always talking about Lovey Smith and, you know, how he's getting the best out of everybody. And him playing not to lose cost them that game because he chose to go. Actually, he played to win too hard. It was just dumb trying to get that uh, go for it on fourth down in the red zone to try to put it out of reach. Mm. It's like, don't forget who you are, man. Uh, how do we know he wasn't playing for the tie? Well, you know how he feels I mean, about that. In an ideal world, you don't want a loss. <laughs> you want to win. But if you can't get the win, you know, sometimes you sell for the tie. A lot of football left to go in the season. <laughs> no, yeah. there's not, lovey. There's not <laughs> no. a lot of football left. You don't have a chance to get to the playoffs at all. There's only Maybe a that's what he was thinking. We can't get to the playoffs. Let's just fucking go for it. And then they lost. Because if they kick a field goal there... Uh, and then Dallas still comes down and scores. Uh, then the, all they need is a field goal to win the game. I mean, they 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 came. And they got down it. the field. They they got down for enough for a hail mary or whatever. Yeah, I mean they they came very close to shocking the NFL world. I mean the yeah. Cowboys needed, the, you know, full. I mean whatever they put themselves in this situation, but yeah. you know when they needed a ninety-eight yard 
yes. touchdown drive with two minutes left on the clock in the fourth quarter to avoid what would have easily been the most embarrassing loss of the season for them. They, mm-hmm. they did it. Um, I mean, the Cowboys outgained the Texans on the ground and in the air, but you had multiple interceptions from Dak yeah. Prescott and third quarter uh, turnover on downs, plus that muffed punt by Cavante Turpin. Yeah. It, you know, you had it basically great had equalizer, the Cowboys. man. Turnover is a great equalizer. Exactly. Um, and they were, they were sweating it big time. Um, but, but they pulled it out, and then on paper, it's just a W. Exactly. And that's exactly the way they'll look at it. They'll be like, hey, a W is a W. We don't care what it looks like. Um, which is true, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know what? People expected that game to look like Detroit versus the Vikings because that was a beatdown. The score mm. made it look closer than what it was. Detroit came out to show us they for real. This was this was really interesting, um, especially before the game even started. To be honest with you, uh, I read this before um, on Sunday morning. This is the first time in the Super Bowl era that a 10 and two team was considered an underdog facing a five and seven team. Um, and I guess you would say, this is a victory for all the analytics nerds out there because I mean, they basically kind of, you know, they set the, the line, uh, the betting line was essentially set based on, um, on the numbers. Like mm. if you look at the numbers, despite the record, the Lions look like a better team on paper. Um, and that yeah. turned out to be true. And, you know, for me, this was one half of my sexiest matchups of the week. Mm. Uh, and I can certainly say that I have no regrets fucking with this game. Uh, you, the know numbers... what I regret? you know what I regret? What's that? Not taking the Lions and flip them, pick them as the <laughs> underdog because I picked them on the pigskin pick them. I went right. in. And I just had this feeling the Lions are going to win this game. Mm. <laughs> and I, for once, I went in and changed my pick and mm. got it right. Mm. This The numbers in this game are crazy. Um, neither team could run the ball. Um, the, the Lions didn't have a single running back over 42 yards, and the Vikings only had 22 yards of total <laughs> rushing in the entire game uh, uh, against a much maligned Lions defense that stepped up and kind of played their asses off. Yeah. If you, if you have remember to be honest he fired that, Remember he fired that secondary coach, like cornerback coach or something like that? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. It's like they've turned it around since then. How toxic was that damn yeah. coach? <laughs> and, the, and the thing that's interesting about this is that, you know, with no run game for either team, it was up to the quarterbacks to show up and show out. And, and Jared Goff, I mean – 27 for 39, 330 yards, three touchdown passes, no picks. Um, Kirk Cousins in a loss was 31 for 41, 425 yards and two touchdowns, averaging 10 yards per throw. And Justin Jefferson, are you kidding me? How do they lose this game? He has 11 receptions for 223 yards. Unreal. Yeah. So – you know, if you just look at the box score, you kind of have to sort of wonder, like, how did the Vikings lose this game? How did they only have 23 points? I, I mean, as usual, it was a combination of things. Again, no run game. Um, turnover on downs uh, that the Lions were able to turn into into points. But also, I would have to say, Dan Campbell, balls yeah. of steel. Oh, yeah. Balls of fucking steel Definitely. in this game. That, that punt from deep in, like, the fake punt. 
on your own 27-yard line. Yeah, from deep in your own territory. Uh, like um, nobody would expect that. Another good story in this game, Jameson Williams, the yeah. Lions' 12th overall pick, uh, who has taken the majority of the season to recover from a knee injury mm-hmm. that he suffered in the uh, NCAA National Championship game, um, losing to the Georgia Bulldogs, of course, uh, caught his <laughs> first NFL touchdown yeah, on a 41-yard bomb. Um, Goff also hit DJ Chark for a 50-yard touchdown. Hmm? I have to do that every time I hear his name. DJ mm-hmm. Chark. Do, 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 DJ. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the Vikings obviously m- made an effort to get back in this game, but the Lions just never took their foot off the gas. So every time the Vikings scored, the, the Lions answered with a score of their own. Um, and it, honestly, y- y- you more or less iced this game in the fourth quarter with a key third down conversion yeah. on a third and seven pass to a six foot five, 335 pound offensive tackle, Pinay yeah. Sewell, what Dan Campbell. Balls. And he sends him in motion. Mm. <laughs> I thought they were going to, I didn't know what they were doing. Like, I thought they were going to do blocker. Didn't the 40, the 49ers were kind of good at that last year. They, they did it a few times where they would send a, a D a, a lineman in motion to block for a run play. Mm. That was on like third and short, or right. but this was like I, I couldn't believe Dan Campbell. It, honestly, he he dragged the Vikings out to the abyss, yeah, he and he <laughs> and he finished them off by tying a three hundred and thirty five pound lineman to their necks <laughs> and watched them sink to the bottom of the sea. It was yeah. brilliant. It yeah. was such a nice way to put a bow on the end of this game. I yeah, was man. thoroughly impressed. Yeah, I, I agree. <clears throat> then we had the uh, the Titans. What the hell? They forgot it was a game. I this I you have to be really disappointed if you're a Tennessee Titans fan. Yeah. Um, I mean you it, you got Derek. How again? You have Derrick Henry. He's got over 120 rushing yards and a touchdown. And, and you lose. To T Law and Associates. Uh, T Law was on fire, though. Who kind of went off in yeah. this game. Yeah, T Law was on fire. 30 for 42, 368 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Evan Ingram had a day, 162 yards on 11 catches, two touchdowns. Uh, Zay Jones had a touchdown and 77 yards. Yeah, um, they, were, they were balling. And the Jags D, he kind of played one yeah. of their better games of the year. They sacked Tannehill four times, had nine QB hits. Tannehill, um, man, he's got to be the most frustrating man. I'm so glad I'm not rooting for a team that he's at the head of anymore. Cause he oh, he's he's awfully re- he's uh. awfully reminiscent of a Matt Ryan. He's like a younger yeah. version of Matt Ryan. Uh, one of those one of those uh, QB hits happened to be a strip sack fumble recovery by my man, former Bulldog Trayvon Walker. Let's go, first overall pick. Um, all of those Derrick Henry yards came in the first half, and they held. Did you see this? You know how many yards he had, Derrick Henry, in the second half? Wasn't it like six or something like that? Two. Two yards. <laughs> Two. Uh, he also four. He he fumbled, fumbled twice. Too, yeah. Fumbled twice. Um, and both times he fumbled, it led to. I think the, one of the fumbles led to a touchdown. The other one led to a field goal. 
Um, I kept thinking, oh, they'll come. That's all right. They'll come back. Ah, oh, nah, nah, they'll come back. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it's just there's nothing they could do. I think the Jags were just more up for this one, man, because it's like they also talked a lot about it going into the game that this was it, it, nine straight times they have lost in Tennessee. Damn. So they snapped a nine game losing streak in the state of Tennessee. Um, and they just were not going to leave there with the L they were like, no, this shit is over. Um, also, you know, obviously the Titans are banged up on offense. They already had some issues at the skill position. Trail on Burks didn't play in this game. Um, mm. and, and like you said, Tannehill, he, he, he couldn't get out of the dude couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper bag. It's like it's like. Plus, he can scramble if he needed to. Maybe, maybe. No, he can't. <laughs> I'm saying he can run. I'm saying he's like fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they remind you every game he used to be a wide receiver in college. Right, he's fast like white lightning. <laughs> uh, the the did you just describe the Philadelphia Eagles offense? Oh, is that white lightning? <laughs> I would call it black lightning. Let's go. That black lightning. <laughs> but the Eagles looking like they're coming into form. Mm. Really uh, impressed by them, man. They they let everybody know why they're twelve and one against these. But we always knew the Giants were fake news. This was the other half of my sexiest matchup. Yeah. Um. And I don't. I mean. I mean, as far as like a competitive game is concerned, I wouldn't say it delivered on that front. Um, but in a way, it's like, I don't know. It's pretty, I mean, if you think about it, just from the Eagles' perspective, you could say it was like sexy as shit. You know what I mean? I mean, they obviously allowed the Giants to score a few points in the second half when they took their foot off the gas. But but as you suggested, make no mistake, this was a beatdown. Yes. Um. Hertz did whatever he wanted to do whenever he wanted to do it. Uh, <laughs> throwing 21 for 31, 217 yards, two touchdown passes, uh, one to A.J. Brown, of course, as well as one to Devonta Smith. Plus, Hertz had 77 yards rushing and a touchdown himself. Miles Sanders, 144 yards and two touchdowns. Man. I mean, this was like the Giants could do nothing to stop this. No, nah, they just wanted this game to be over. You can see them looking up at the clock like, man, is this <laughs> is this over yet? They got, I feel like they got exposed. Just did this. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, they've been exposed. I feel like they got exposed as as a team that's like severely lacking in the skill position department. Why they decided to play Saquon Barkley despite the fact that he had a neck injury makes no sense to me. I don't I get that you feel like your chances are better with him in the game, but it, but why would you play him? and run the risk of losing him for the next game. You're still like you have your biggest game of the season on Monday night football versus the commanders next week. Yeah. Like that's your best chance to make the playoffs and you've run your best player out on in the field when he's not a hundred percent. Like it makes no sense. But um, every year we have the uh, <clears throat> bad, bad, good teams and good, bad teams. True. And I feel like the giants, even though I keep saying they don't have much to stress about their bad, good team. Like where they look like they're hmm. they're good. They're beating shitty. They're good enough to beat shitty teams and maybe you know stumble into some victories. But in the end, they're just uh, you know. Well, and also you know, the NFC East has 
what is arguably the easiest schedule of any division this year, um, which explains why they probably have more wins than they should have. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then we had um, a certified. A shit bowl brought to mm. you by X-Lex. The uh, Baltimore Ravens playing the Steelers. Mm. Defense makes me wet, so I was kind of into it. True. Um, but I thought the Steelers were going to pull it out, man. Uh, but the Ravens held them off. I, I thought so, too. Uh, I predicted that the Steelers would win this game. Um, I mean, J.K. Dobbins for the Ravens, it's his first trip back onto the field since, what, like week two or three? He's been recovering from an injury for most of the year. Mm. Uh, he had a nice day, 15 yeah. carries for 120 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Tyler Huntley, I mean, before getting knocked the fuck out of this game with a concussion, yeah. he goes eight for 12 and 88 yards. So, you know, at this point, you're on your third string quarterback, Anthony Brown. Uh, this guy goes three for five for 16 yards passing. You could tell they did not want Anthony Brown to throw the football. Um, but as you suggested, the Ravens defense uh, are the, the only defense. Is it the Raiders de- Ravens defense? It's not the Ravens defense. It's Mitch Trubisky, man. Well, but that's because our boy got hurt. But that's what I'm Trubisky talking about. Yeah. But that's what I'm talking about. And oh, okay. and I mean they 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 critically affected this game um in a way where it just they crippled the Steelers' ability to score points. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. obviously this all starts it's not my fault that it started this way, but my man former Bulldog Roquan <laughs> Smith completely <laughs> obliterated the Steelers game plan with a sack that knocked Kenny Pickett out of the game very yeah. early in the game. Um, so, as you said, in comes big dick Mitch Trubisky. Uh, 22 for 30, 276 yards. He did throw a touchdown, but he threw three motherfucking picks. Just um, horrible. <clears throat> Patrick Queen got a pick. Marcus Williams got a pick. And you know my man, former Bulldog Roquan Smith, got a pick too. Not my fault. Um, Shout out to Patrick Queen, man. That, I really that, love the way he plays. I, I said it even. Yeah, that was it that was the year? most. That was the most impressive pick. Yeah, because that one was going across the middle, and he had to go way up there to, yeah. to snatch that thing out of the air. That was yeah. a great interception. Um, but the defense basically stood on their heads and 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 won them this ball game. Yeah. That being said, uh, if they have to keep, I mean, they, they again, you're on your third string quarterback. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is not expected back next week. Um, so if Tyler Huntley can't go, I, I really think the Ravens are kind of just hanging on by a thread, Yeah, honestly. And the Bengals are coming on. Big time. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, next game, we got the uh, – what we got next? We got Chiefs, Broncos. Chiefs and the Broncos. Broncos gave us all a scare. Hmm. Picked the Chiefs to win, and uh, Russell Wilson came out there reminding us uh, that uh, he can play until he uh, face planted. Oof. You know, it's funny. The Broncos, I thought about this game when it was over, and I was like, it's great that they managed to score 28 points. We've been dogging <laughs> on them all year for not being able to score more 18. than 18 points. Yeah. <laughs> but they probably scored 28 points against – 
what is the worst team to score yeah. 28 points on to me the chiefs are like that that character from the stupid 80s movie that only gets stronger after you punch him in the mouth and he yeah. sees his own blood you know they're like oh, oh yeah? what is this um <laughs> Uh, this game looked like it was going to get completely out of hand early as Mahomes. I mean, yeah, this every the, week, man, the crazy sidearm underhand scoop pass. This motherfucker while... did a uh, uh, doctor. What's the name? No, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar pass. <laughs> Fucking sky hook pass that I went don't... for a touchdown. It, it, yeah, it went for a 56 yard touchdown. This rainbow pass. Uh, yeah, just underhanded scoop over the defensive over line. his while, own head, around while, his own head. While he's being chased yeah. out of bounds, he still manages to do this, and it's more or less kind of an, a no look. Like you could see that he looked to mm. see where his guy was, and then he looked towards the sidelines. So he he had a frame of reference of where he was. So technically, it was a it was a no look underhand scoop pass. I, it was just. It, it's one of those things where you're just like, you know, they were on the sidelines doing that. Man, did this dude just did this kind of <laughs> shit? You know what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> man, did this dude just did this? Um, you know, that was uh, he passed that to what's his name? My man from Marietta, <laughs> Jared McKinnon, uh, who had two touchdowns on the day. Yeah, he did. Right. It was balling. Um, so, and then Russell Wilson, you know, threw a pick six. They're down twenty-seven to nothing. Um, but then back to back Mahomes interceptions and the Broncos and the Broncos getting the ball out of the, out of the second half, suddenly they had scored 21 unanswered points. This became a ball game. Um, Jerry Judy had three touchdowns in this game. Marlon Mack had a touchdown. Um, but Mahomes finally woke up in the third quarter, uh, with a nice nine play four and a half minute drive, eventually finding Juju in the end zone. Um, like you suggested, Russell got knocked the fuck out in this game. He was, he was out there putting his body on the line, but he, he did one of the more brutal face plants that you'll ever see as he was trying to run for the end zone. And then I think the player, like you could in slow motion, when you see his helmet hit the ground, I feel like you can actually, you know, the, 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 your actual human head inside of a football helmet is is actually kind of an interesting way to think about what your brain looks like inside of your skull yeah. as as it takes a hit because you you can see you know the helmet's obviously kind of statically not mm-hmm. moving but you can see Russell Wilson's head, head inside of around. the helmet yeah. like oh. moving around like it's just being pounded inside of this helmet and it, it it did not look pretty he looked completely lost he had no idea what zip code he was in. I'm certain he didn't know his own name. Um, he'd be, he, he was, he was tongue hanging out, like just completely knocked, like lost, um, which brought in Brett Rippon. Um, who came to, out trying, kind of trying, who, who did, you know, he, he looked okay. Um, but it, it, it was never enough. Once the chiefs kind of woke up, um, you know, Brett Rippon eventually did throw a pick uh, on what could have been, I guess, either a game winning or a game tying drive. And, and, and at that point the chiefs took over and they put together a 10 play drive and ate up the rest of the clock. Um, 
and that was pretty much the ball game. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure what the health situation of Russell Wilson is at this point. Um, this concussion protocol stuff has, has been an interesting conversation this year. Um, mm. By and large, thanks to what happened to Tua, um, this, this assumption that you can come back the week after right. a concussion uh, has been deeply challenged this year. Yeah. And we've seen a number of people, this another, a number of players this season come back after a concussion and then immediately be knocked out uh, because of a second concussion. Yeah. Um, the reality is, is that, you know, in the weeks after suffering concussion, you are extremely susceptible to having a second one. Um, yeah. So we'll see. It might be Brett Rippon next week. It might not matter. The Broncos are trash anyway, so who cares? <laughs> uh, exactly. But I, I mean, as much as we like to dunk on Russell Wilson, I, I don't, I don't wish a brain injury on anyone. No. To be honest, no, um, I mean, and he's so playing. He's playing well too. It's, it's and it could, you know, it, it is a real shame because I, th I think I said it before we started recording. Had they managed to pull this out, I think this would have been, at the very least a nail they could hang their hat on moving into next season. Yeah. Like, Hey, this, yeah, we did not put it all together this year, but this game against the chiefs, this is what we thought, you know, cause for a while there, this is kind of what you thought the Broncos were going to be this year. Yeah. You know, but here's the thing. Uh, is, is Hackett going to be like, see, <laughs> I think he knows he's gone. They're Dude, like, I don't we don't think care. There's... We don't care what financial troubles we're in. <laughs> you out of here, bro. I don't think there's any chance that he's there next year. Yeah. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. No do you think uh do you think Tom Brady's in uh Tampa is playing next year? Man, did he have a temper tantrum in this game? Whew. He was hot. No, I don't think he's there next year. Mm. I don't think so at all. You think he's in San Francisco after he saw what they're capable of up close? <laughs> Cuz that's one of the talks, man. Tom Brady out here, they put up 7 total points against that 49ers defense that everybody mm. knows is really good. Uh, and they're just they're out here steamrolling now, man. And Mr. Huh? yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you about to say it? Go ahead, go ahead. Say what you about to say. Mister Irrelevant. Mister Irrelevant versus, versus the goat. Brock Purdy. Mister Purdy, if you're nasty, uh, <laughs> absolutely blew the doors off of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey was unstoppable Insane. in this game. 
Um, 14 carries for 119 yards, a rushing touchdown, plus 34 yards receiving and a receiving touchdown. Ayuk uh, had a nice touchdown in this one as well. Um, Purdy was was only 16 for 21. Talk about plug and play. 16 for 21, 185 yards, two touchdown passes, and a rushing touchdown with his parents in the stands listening yeah. to the crowd at Levi Stadium chanting, Purdy, Purdy, yeah, Purdy. Yeah, yeah. What a moment, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean – Unbelievable. Uh, the bu- the Bucks' only touchdown came late in the third quarter. Brady was terrible. Absolutely yeah. terrible. 34 for 55, 253 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Um, the 49ers did not record a single sack, but they were living in the backfield, all up in Brady's face the entire game. Uh I'm pretty sure he injured his hand on on somebody's helmet uh, on a follow through, and then threw a pick shortly thereafter um, to Dre Greenlaw, who was like a one man wrecking crew in this game with 15 tackles. This guy was absolutely insane. Yeah, he's he's one uh, of my favorite young players. Like Queen and him are like my favorite linebackers right now. He was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, the Bucks also had a ton of penalties. They had eight penalties for 61 yards, plus a long touchdown pass that got wiped off the boards because uh, because of a holding call. Holding, yeah. Um, at a time in the game, well before this turned into a beatdown. Mm-hmm. So not, I'm not saying it wouldn't have continued in that direction, but, I mean, you know, those sliding door moments, those – you're down 14 to nothing, and all of a sudden you're a touchdown away. That can really yeah. change the DNA of a game. You never know what's going to happen. But honestly, nothing went right for the Bucks. Um, I mean, this is a very interesting situation. It's you know the NFC South is is bizarre, um, in in that everyone has a mathematical chance to make it to make the playoffs at this point because it's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, is Todd Bowles there next year? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's stuff to ask at the end of the year, but it's looking like they might have to do a full clean in that house over there. I actually, I personally, I think I've said this before. I, I well, my answer to your question is that I, I think Todd Bowles should be there next year, and I feel like this year, I don't think Todd Bowles honestly got a chance to mm. put his his fingerprint on this team yet um brady leaving and then coming back and his whole off the field drama that's played out this season Mm, i think has had a terrible effect on this football team um instead of being you know and brady brady's at the end of his rope like you can see him on the sidelines instead of like pulling his squad together to try to figure out like how can we change what we're doing in the game he's over there screaming at them the entire yeah. football game, like the, the level of tantrum that he had in yeah. this football game was worse than I've seen in his entire career. To and, be he's, and he's a tantrum-filled dude anyway. <laughs> he's a normally tantrum-filled dude anyway, but the way that he was like screaming at Mike Evans, screaming at all these other people, like it was just like, who wants to, you know, at some point, you know, you don't want to play for that guy. Yeah. And – I heard somebody say the other day regarding this game that 
you get the sense that Brady has no interest in trying to help coach up anybody on the team. He's just fucking pissed at everybody when they're not in the place that he wants them to be. Mm. He just expects people to show up and do their fucking job. Uh, and he has zero tolerance for mistakes and you can see it. Like he's just out there throwing all of his toys and his tablets all over the ground. Um, (laughs) and I can tell you if I was sitting on that sidelines, I would be like, you know what, dude, respect to your career, but fuck you. Like, yeah. I don't need people fucking yelling at me. Like, we're all out here trying to win a football game. So why don't you stop being a fucking prick and just throw the ball to the right place? It's not like you were fucking lights out this week. Exactly. So. Mm, love it. I love it. Uh, then we got the uh, the Miami Dolphins played the Chargers. I thought the Dolphins were going to win this game, but they came up short. Uh, it sort of qualified as an upset, too, according to the, uh, to the pigskin pick'em. Chargers win twenty three to seventeen. I feel like uh, it's come to that point in the coach's career, or in the coach's season, where they figured you out, and now you gotta adjust. Mm. And I don't know. We'll see what Mike McDaniel is really made of, because uh, that deep down the middle, the head start motion, they mm. figured it out, and that's all they had it seems looking like a they're making the Dolphins look like a one-trick pony and this is the third game in a row where it's mm. been like all right now what and it looked like Tyreek Hill had an uh he was playing through an injury too right and he was still is the it, only bright spot of the game he picks up a fumble runs it all the way for that was hilarious yards. is there a worse player on the planet right you, you got all those people in that scrum trying to get a hold of that ball it pops out. Is there a worse player on the face of the planet for that ball to pop out into the hand? He's like, ooh, ooh, oh, yeah. see y'all later. Yep. Uh, <laughs> bye. Yeah. It was uh that was, I thought that gave us hope, but then I was thinking, wait a minute, he got more yards than the rest of the offense on that one play. Hmm. So it was like something's wrong. And um I think I think the uh who do we play and we beat pretty bad? Oh, the Texans were the ones who exposed it. Then the mm-hmm. 49ers, but it was too late in the game for them to come back. And they're not equipped. And then the 49ers, you know, followed up on that. And now mm. the Chargers did the same thing. So it's mm. like the middle's taken away. Now what? Make two a throw to the outside, see if he can do it. Not only that, you, you and would run hope the it, damn ball better. Uh, well, that was what I was going to say is that you would hope that at some point the Dolphins would. Um, would would start to have a slightly more balanced attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like they don't have the personnel to do it. Yeah, it just felt um, stubborn, too. And then Jeff Wilson got hurt, too. He might be right. out for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, then he went off on the cart. Oh. But you can nice. see his leg, yeah, it must be some type of knee injury, because you can see his leg, he was fighting through a tackle, you can see his leg get bent, and then mm. he t- goes a couple more yards and falls down, and it's like, oh, okay. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not the... I didn't like think Super Bowl for the Dolphins or anything like that, but eight and five, I didn't know I didn't know what to expect before the year. Got really excited when the team was out here looking like the top five team in the league, and now they look like a middle of the pack team. So, which is I don't mm. know. I guess that would have been preseason expectations. So, sure. we'll see what Mike McDaniel's made of. Mm. This pod is helping me through stuff like this, though. Mm. That's good because <laughs> of loss. Normally, I'm just like, well, I'm not watching any football this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I won't be talking about this. This does not exist. 
How the heat? Uh, How about them heat? <laughs> sp- speaking of another team that appears to be reg- regressing back to the middle of the pack, uh, the Seahawks drop this one to the Carolina Panthers. Panthers beat them thirty to twenty-four. Oh, I skipped ahead. I'm sorry, man. That's all right. Um, you provided a brilliant segue. Um, <laughs> well done, Sergeant Segway. <laughs> Gino did not have his best game. No. Gino um, threw the ball. That first pick was like, excuse me? Mm. Uh. Two first half interceptions. Um, had the Seahawks playing catch up all night long. Uh, to Sam Darnold, whose sudden resurrection. Mm. I love that he has a beard now. He's like yeah. evil, evil Sam Darnold. Like, <laughs> like, Yo, Sam, like maybe they switched him in a lab, like his like evil <laughs> twin brother or something. Yeah. Um, he's, a, he's he, him and uh, Russell Wilson switched souls. <laughs> <laughs> he finally got it off. back. Yeah, this soul it got his soul back this week. Oh yeah, I wanted to say um, uh, in the predictions. Mm. I said this was juicy. I wanted to go for the uh, for the upset, mm. and then I said, you know what? I'm gonna stick with the Seahawks. I think they'll win this game. Uh, watch the Panthers win this motherfucking game. That's exactly what I said. Mm. <laughs> and then they did. And I had gone back and changed it in the ESPN Pick'em. There was another mm. one I changed to correct. Damn, I'm stupid. Well, this was all about running the rock. Uh, mm. Coach Steve Wilkes basically Wilkes. said. We're just going to run this. Foreman had 21 carries for 74 yards. Chuba Hubbard had also had 74 yards on 14 carries. Um, the Panthers overall had 223 rushing yards to the Seahawks, merely 46 yards mm. uh, on the ground. Obviously, he, no no Kenneth up. Walker. Yeah, no K nine. Oh yeah, K nine. Uh, <laughs> no K nine in this game, and and it showed Gino. Uh, was eventually kind of, you know, really came out slinging it after those interceptions. He, he, Godwin, Metcalf, Lockett all had touchdowns. Um, but those early mistakes just proved mm. to be too much to overcome. Um, they did manage to get within three points uh, in the second half, but Darnold put together a 10-play, five-and-a-half-minute touchdown MVP. drive to keep the game out of Seattle's reach. Yeah. Um so they managed to kind of hang on to this. And it, this is fun. Like to me, I, I've sort of alluded to this already, but it, it has to be pointed out again, how badly the saints blew it last week in that late game loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Had they won that game, mm. had they not stepped on a rake, <laughs> had they not tripped over their own dicks. Okay. Because of this Panthers win, had all of that happened, we would be looking at a legit four-way tie for first place in the <laughs> dreaded Saints, NFC man. South. So way to go, Saints. The rest of us are doing our part to make this shitty division interesting, and you just <laughs> fucked it up. Uh, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, and then uh, the Monday night game, the uh, Kyler Murray got hurt right away. And Third the- play of the game. He blows out his ACL. I, it, he is, I, or at least that's what we think. Um, <clears throat> the Patriots defense just completely devoured Colt McCoy, uh, who came in for Murray. They had six sacks, two takeaways, um, a touchdown. Uh, yeah, because Hopkins had a fumble too. Yeah, and a bunch of fourth down stops. 
uh, and and the Patriots defense they they only allowed one touchdown in the game and just just because they all know. didn't know and their defense scored two touchdowns in the game right exactly yeah most of their points came from defense um, of the offense is still <laughs> you know the defense is out here covering up for what is a very bad offense. Yeah. Um, cause it's not like Mac Jones was good. You know what I mean? He was no. 24 for 35, 235 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. Uh, they also lost Ramondre Stevenson in this game to an ankle injury. He oh, only had no. three carries. Um, so their leading rusher was some guy I've never heard of Pierre strong junior. <laughs> okay. Um, that sounds like a Patriots running back name. They probably just picked him because of his name. We'll take that guy. <laughs> um, I mean, what are you supposed to say about these Cardinals? I mean, I know they lost their starting quarterback, but still. Um, I want to uh, for them. I want to say what um, a former Cardinals coach said. But they are who we thought they were. <laughs> it's like they're losing at the end of the season. They were losing at the beginning of the season. It's time to move on from Cliff Kingsbury. Will they? I don't know. You know what? It, we talked about this at the beginning of the season, too. We said that, you know, everybody knows the story of Cliff Kingsbury usually starts off in the win column and trails off towards the end of the year. Now, given that DeAndre Hopkins was suspended mm-hmm. until week six or seven, um, a lot of people were wondering if he could have the reverse of what he normally has. Like right. a rough I didn't start, that. a rough start. I did. I mean, I kind of thought like he's, he's certainly set up for that yeah. to have a rough start and a strong finish, which could obviously help by way of keeping his job. But at this point, I don't see any reason to keep Cliff Kingsbury as your head coach. No, me neither. Uh, nor do I see any reason to keep, I forget his name now, but the, the GM, I, I, they both why, got extensions too. I, I and that is absolutely the biggest head scratching thing yeah. that was done all year. Why would you do this? And now you've extended your franchise quarterback, uh, who's who's completely blown out his ACL, uh, presumably, and, and and he he ain't no pocket passer. I mean, the whole his entire game plan is predicated on his ability to scramble. And we don't know how, what that injury is going to do to affect his, Mm. um, his scrambling uh, ability. Uh, The Cardinals are in dire straits right now. I mean, they are really looking at a lot of questions Mm. that are going to take a long time to answer. Um, What do you do? What do you do going into, you're not going to make the playoffs. You should absolutely fire your coach and your GM, but you also might want to go out and get a quarterback. Oh, shit. I mean, do you really have any choice? Well, there's some quarterbacks that are on, like, uh, audition right now. Such on as? Their, like, Baker Mayfield. That would be True. a good complimentary to Kyler Murray. So you don't have to change the offense that much because he's going to need to roll out. You know what I'm saying? Like It could truly test that friendship. <laughs> you know, the, you know, because he, he and Kyler used to – they both played for Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Uh no, but it'll what? be like, hey, Baker, you're holding it down until Kyler's healthy. Mm. You also have Sam Darnold out there. Uh, you have uh, Trubisky. Who's on a, all of these guys are on audition runs. I'm not saying they're good. I'm saying they're like doing their audition runs. Yeah. What, what Marcus, happened to our guy Marcus, with the stash? Marcus Mariota? 
No, he's uh, nobody. Who? Uh, oh, um, Minshew, oh, Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew. Was isn't he the backup in Philly? In Philly, yeah. Yeah, they shut that down. <laughs> uh, how about one thing I want to mention from this game? James Conner. Did mm. you see his angry run? He's a bad man. He is a bad man. He carried the entire defense and fan base into the end zone. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great run. I was like, damn, you can hear the commentators go, wow, (laughs) when he did it. It Truly, it wasn't some bullshit. Oh, my God. It was, like, really, like. He's a bad man. I like James Conner. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's time to get to these superlatives, man. Mm. Uh man, it's it was the real MVP was hard for me because a lot of people had some out of their mind games. Some honorable mentions I'll throw in there is like Christian McCaffrey, Jared mm. Goff. Mm-hmm. Um I don't like to give it to people that lose, but Jefferson and uh uh Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. But I gotta give it to Jalen Hurts, man, who kind of solidified the uh the this he this push for MVP, it's looking like he might be the league MVP right now. Some of those passes, he's just dropping them right in there. He's a threat on the ground too. He even ran for that touchdown as well. Like this dude is playing out of his mind right now, and he did on Sunday. So I gotta say to uh, Jalen Hurts if I could find it, which I cannot because I added stuff. Yeah, I agree. He might be the like actual MVP, as yeah. you suggested. Uh, that being said, I'm going to go with Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. Yes. <laughs> what a performance. Yeah. And to be favored as a five and six team going up against a 10 and two team. Yes. The Vikings are a little false gold. Mm hmm. Uh, but this was Did a somebody situation... say Josh Allen. I'm sorry, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a situation that had the Lions set up so perfectly to disappoint, and and they didn't. Uh, they they didn't win in the way that you would have expected. The run game was was missing in action. Mm-hmm. So Jared Goff, Mister, I don't need a freaking air conditioning uh, <laughs> because I'm so red hot, right? Yeah. This dude had himself a day, 330 yards and three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. This is a total team victory up and down the lineup, both sides of the ball. Uh, They finish off their season uh, against the Jets, Panthers, Bears, and Packers, all winnable games. Oh, wow. And if they can run the table, they have a very real chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. So go get it, Lions. You're the real MVP. My trash, this person – Nearly has it in their name. <laughs> I got to go with Mitch Trash Bisky. We, <laughs> we all thought that the, the Steelers were going to... We, we're all fighting, rooting for Mike Tomlin to get another winning season. Everybody's hoping for this to happen. And uh, in the words of my girl with the big forehead... Everybody wanted this to happen. We wanted Mike Tomlin to get this, and Mitch Trubisky comes in the game because of your man, former Bulldog, slamming our guy, uh, 
pick it to the to the to the turf, mm. and he has to come out, and we're like, it's okay. Mr. Trubisky, this is your chance to shine. And he comes in and he throws three picks and looks like trash, man. I got to say it, man. I'm sorry, but uh, Mr. Trubisky. You are trash! Hmm, that's true. <laughs> it's the uh, second time this season, I believe, that I said that. <laughs> that he was the trash. Uh, For me... The Raiders' performance versus the Rams brought forth a special, mm. historic kind of trash, which you know how much I love some historic trash. Oh, yeah. Okay. Going into Thursday, NFL teams were 70-2 and two on the season when leading by 13 points or more in the final five minutes. Damn. But that record is now 70-3. and three. <laughs> the Raiders led 13 to 3 at the half, which means under Josh McDaniels, they've now blown four double digit halftime leads on the season, which makes them the first team since at least 1930 to do that. God damn. On top of that, their 16 to 3 lead, which they subsequently blew, made them just the fourth team in NFL history to blow that big a lead in four separate games in a single season. <clears throat> the 82 Rams, 96 Jets, and the 98 Colts did it. And you allowed this to happen at the hands of Baker Mayfield, of all players. Baker Mayfield on one week of preparation. Not even. Like not a, a half a week with the team. A 98-yard touchdown drive by Baker Mayfield was not only impressive, it was literally the longest drive of his NFL career <laughs> ever. Okay? Now, throw in the defensive offsides on what was supposed to be a fourth down punt by the Rams, which allowed them to keep the ball and score a touchdown. This stupid and unnecessary Jerry Tillery unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, knocking the ball out of Baker's hands after a sack, uh, that turned out to be the game-winning drive, and the decision to play man press coverage on Van Jefferson when even a child could tell you that <laughs> you got to roll out your zone prevent defense so that you don't get burned going over the top for the game winner. Even Baker Mayfield was in the pre in the post-game press conference saying, <laughs> I, I, "When I realized they were playing press coverage, I was like, why are they doing that?" <laughs> Oh, no, not Baker. <clears throat> they were banking on Baker Mayfield not being able to drop that ball into a bucket, and he did it. The professional quarterback. But because of the multitude of ways that the Raiders blew this game, okay, mm -hmm. like a, like a seven-headed prostitute <laughs> with, with mouths to give, uh, because you got beat by a washed-up quarterback who had just gotten off the plane 48 hours before playing your sorry piece of shit ass, mm. but mostly because one of our dear, beloved listeners who flew halfway across the world from mm. Sweden to mm. Los Angeles to watch this debacle unfold for him and for all you believers in Raiders Nation, I'm calling out this performance and Josh McDaniels as my trash. You are trash! Yeah, well said, man. 
Shout out to the listener that went out there. I saw that picture of him standing yeah. in SoFi Stadium. My heart broke for <laughs> fly halfway across I thought it was the a Rams road. fan. I thought it was a Rams fan. I... <laughs> no, he was wearing a Josh Jacobs jersey. Oh, okay. He was like, I flew all the way out here to see this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, man, I feel for you, brother. Oh, shit. Uh, what's your shit they got learned? Let me, let me, I'll do mine. My shit got learned is mm. uh, the Titans should be thanking Santa, the Tooth Fairy, God, <laughs> Muhammad, <laughs> Allah, everybody uh, that they are in the AFC South. Otherwise, mm. they wouldn't be a playoff team every year because they're just not built like that. Mm. And they proved it by losing to the Jaguars as mm-hmm. they, uh, as they hadn't done in nine game, nine times in a row in Tennessee, right? So it's just they're not. That's a, I, I have to add them to my bad good team because mm. they look good, but they're in the AFC South. Otherwise, they would just be a trash team. Mm. That's the, my shit that got learned. I'm out here believing on them and picking them to win every week. <clears throat> my shit that got learned is like a different team, but kind of the same neighborhood from what you're talking about. Uh, I learned that the Seattle Seahawks are specifically mm. designed to disappoint us. Mm-hmm. Um, one, because you made us believe. We assumed you were going to be trash, and then you unleashed this crazy, unlikely energy into the NFL universe that had everyone second-guessing themselves. We had all written you off. They wrote me off. I ain't right back. But, but you clearly decided not to write back, and we loved you for it. We absolutely loved you for it. Um, however, there was this quiet cancer hiding underneath the surface, mm. a, a, a tumor in the shape of a dreadful run defense, whatever shape that is, I'm not really sure. But So now what was once one of the most fun stories of the year yeah. is starting to feel a little like a – like a beach ball with a small leak kind of slowly losing its air, <laughs> you know, a, a team that is now seven and six, um, where perhaps most damning four of those losses came at the hands of all four NFC South teams. Damn. The worst division in football. This is what I mean by quiet cancer. It's like, wow. shit, four of your six losses were to the NFC South? I did not know that. I just read it the other day, and I was shocked. Uh, the Seahawks are currently out of a playoff spot. They can still sneak in if the Giants continue to slide, which I would – I would a beach ball losing air is, is also how I would describe the Giants. Um, but the problem is you have the surging Lions kind of hot on mm-hmm. your tail, so it won't be easy. Uh, Seahawks have 49ers, Chiefs, Jets, uh, and the Rams. That's how they finish out their season. That sounds like Um, three losses. Seattle is like one of those weird teams where it's like you could see them winning all of those games or none of those games. (laughs) I cannot see them beating the 49ers. No, I can't either. But I'm just saying like, well, the thing about the 49ers to me is that as fun as this whole Brock Purdy thing has been, I still feel like there's a, a Mike White moment coming mm. it, because yeah. that's who he was in college. 
he played for Iowa State, Brock Purdy, okay. and he has games where he's like, holy crap, who is this guy? And then it's like, oh, wow, he just threw four interceptions. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like, so that there, there's that possibility that it all comes crashing down for them as well. Okay. But to me, is this is the week that I learned that the Seahawks are built to disappoint. That's what I learned. Mm. Scariest AFC team. This seems uh, these two seem pretty obvious. Uh, I feel like two teams are head and shoulders above the rest. Uh, but I'm gonna say the Bengals are the uh, scariest team. They can beat you multiple ways. They're not giving up 28 points to the Broncos. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I, I have the same for my scariest AFC team. They're on a five-game heater. Um, I mean, I know the Bills and the Chiefs won as well, but. They both had kind of shaky performances, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, the the Bengals obviously did what they do on offense, but that defense is starting to come alive, looking fierce. Um, hold They held my man, former Bulldog Nick Chubb, to only six total yards in the second half. That's no small feat. Um, so I'm saying yeah. the Bengals. And then the scariest NFC team – I'm going to say the Eagles because they put it all together, but watch out for the Niners, man. I feel like the 49ers are they're a little scary too, man. But I got the mm. Eagles right now as the scariest. We're on the same page there again. I, I had Eagles all the way. Total performance. I mean, they look like a well-oiled machine at this point. I'd be so interested to see them play an AFC team. Um, but I, I also wrote honorable mention for the Niners this this Brock Purdy shit does feel like lightning in the bottle we'll see if it holds up um and and the way that team is built the way that it's like like you said kind of a plug and play offense like it doesn't really matter who's yeah. playing quarterback as long right. as they don't just don't fuck it up they did lose Debo Samuel in this game oh yeah to what I assume was a high ankle sprain Okay. I mean, he was carted off. Oh shit! So, and he 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 was in tears as they were carting him off, which does not mm. is either a broken ankle or a high ankle sprain. It was a it was a moment where you realize, oh shit. Um, mm. So, I don't know. We'll see. Well, it's time to put some spec. I feel like mm. uh, when players get traded a lot. Uh, or not a lot, but when a player gets traded, then it's like a sign, regardless of what happened, it's like the team felt like they can move on without you. Hmm. So it's like a loss of respect. So then I feel like you got to gain that respect back. And Christian McCaffrey told everybody, don't forget who the fuck I am, hmm. and came out bawling like crazy and told them, put some respect on my name. Similar neighborhood. Because they're former teammates. Um, I just feel like for one week only, because I don't believe I don't believe that this is gonna keep happening, but forty eight hours the quarterback position, you know, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, go yeah. from one you go from one team to the yeah. next. It's obviously you know, McCaffrey did it this year too. Mm -hmm. Uh he got on a plane and and flew to San Francisco and had a hell of a game. Well, actually his first game wasn't much, but he had mm -hmm. a great game in his second game. Oh. Um but most people will tell you that the hardest position to play in the NFL is the quarterback. In all position. sports, right? Isn't that what people yeah. say? Yeah. The offense runs through you. Mm hmm Okay? So 
to watch the entire sports, not just the NFL sports world, but like, did you see all the tweets that exploded after that Thursday night football game? I mean, even people who, who previously had a lot of criticism for Baker Mayfield. I mean, you had people firing off from every corner of the universe saying like, man, Baker Mayfield on 48 hours. I mean, the guy basically took, 10 or 12 snaps in practice. He was able to do a, you know, short walkthrough with the team, um, you know, for him to sort of conjure up a 98 yard touchdown drive. Now, obviously the Raiders had a, helped a lot, but 98 yards, no timeouts. Uh, and this guy went out and won the fucking ball game. It's like, I just feel like for one week, I don't expect, I do not expect that, the Rams have now found their new franchise quarterback or that Baker Mayfield is going to have some sort of glorious resurrection. Uh, but for one week and probably one week only, I think you got to put some respect on Baker Mayfield's name. Put some respect on my name. Yeah. All right. Well, that was this episode of Spinfield. That was a great put some spec on my name though. Mm. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. That was the obvious. You got the right answer there because <laughs> he was getting disrespected. But uh, thanks for checking this episode out. You can support us patreon.com slash spinfl. Uh, shout out to Nils Langering Funk Funk Unit who does the mm. music. Uh, <laughs> go go stream that. Give them a little cash. Mm. Uh, get serious. Get a job. Yeah. <laughs> But thanks again. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Skip me, sorry. What's Fenn and Fell? We'll holler at y'all next time. Peace. Ladio. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.